electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. It's Jim Cramer here. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Don't miss a minute of the action. Good Monday morning and welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. We are live from the New York Stock Exchange. Carl has the morning off. U.S. bond markets are closed in observance of Columbus Day. Taking a look at uh, futures right now, you can see we are uh, looking like we're going to have a slightly lower open. Our roadmap this morning does start with big tech shares. They're declining a bit. Energy shares, well, they're up. Inflation fears, yeah, we've got them. They're weighing on investors. What is driving today's market action? We'll talk about that ahead of, of course, earnings season, which kind of starts in earnest. Yes, pretty close. Plus, we're going to keep an eye on shares of Southwest, uh, as you saw on uh, Squawk Box. They're looking like they're going to be down. The airline canceling nearly a third of its flights yesterday and nearly 2,000 flights for the weekend and counting. It feel there. And I do want to get to this as well. A major leadership change in the private equity world this morning. KKR's co-founders, Kravis and Roberts, stepping down, effective immediately. But, Jim, let's start with, uh, with the markets, of course, something we've been talking about for quite some time, which is a surge in energy prices. Of course, they've been volatile. There have been a couple of down days for natural gas. But generally, the trend has been up and up sharply, uh, more so in Europe than even here. But right. We have said, and we are keeping a close eye on this as we inch closer and closer to colder weather, uh, and then oil as well, uh, above uh, above uh, 80. So energy's know. been performing fairly well. Tech has been kind of a bit of a roller coaster lately. Yeah, there's a short, just four-paragraph uh, squib. Barclays, okay? Yeah. The stagflation threat. And this is what people do. Costin puts out a piece from Goldman Sachs. What happens in a stagflation scenario? And... We know that stagflation has historically been the curse of a market. Uh, the fact that oil is so visible is incredible to me. Uh, there's, just, there's just no supply, and uh, it's not like demand is through the roof. Natural gas, by the way, our, our country is getting things. By the way, you're stable. looking there, Jim, at, at, at uh, a note co- from Goldman Sachs yeah. cutting their growth to. forecast. That's so Jan Hatzius and his team right. just talking about what they expect will be uh, a slower-than-expected return of consumer uh, spending, a delayed recovery. Right. There were a lot of CEOs I, I, I've talked to over the weekend who, frankly, are mystified by where people are, when people are going to come back to work, and whether there's a new phase of negativity. But, you know, they'll like relate negativity to things like Washington. And I don't think that's true. I think that where you're going to get a breakout later in the month is we're going to realize that things aren't as bad. Maybe oil stabilizes, plastic comes back together. When you start seeing notes like from Kraft Heinz saying, all right, guys, it's here to stay. Nothing's coming down. That is what you need. You need everyone to feel like that it's game over. And I start feeling that from the research. The research is pretty negative. Yeah. Um, we have Mary Daly talking about inflation as well uh, over the weekend on one of the, uh, the morning shows. Take a listen. 
Right now, Americans are feeling it in their pocketbooks. Everyone's feeling the rising prices for energy, food, basic services, and that's painful because they they aren't we aren't used to seeing it. It's it's eye popping in some categories. The key is if the spending that we do as consumers is coupled with the expansion of supply, then we're going to be fine. But if it if we continue to have supply bottlenecks and we keep spending, then we're going to have more inflation. San Francisco Fed there, Governor. Well, it seems to look the epicenter. I've announced called Flexport, private company. Yeah. One last, they said, listen, there is there is software that can make this thing better. They described a level of disarray. It's almost as if it's like, uh, do you remember season two of The Wire? I do. They, I do. That was an excellent the season. Port season yes, the port season. Yes, the port season was well, a it, wonderful season. It feels season. a lot like that, which is right. that. There's just people not showing up. There's people who are, who are not not delivering the right things. And you end up feeling it's not modernized at all. And people don't know where the they, they, they don't know where the trucks are. Yeah. Well, that's a key. And uh, we, we had great reporting on it last week from our four different correspondents co- uh, covering sort of the move of one one good from China to the to the shelves here in the U.S. But one of the keys, I remember Jane Wells interview with the port head of the ports uh, was we could work 24-7, but then we don't, there's no trucks Okay, so to Flex load, Force, so Flex Force said that's not going to help us. Untrue. They did. Yeah, they said, like, look, you know, they're, they could work 24-7. They should be working 24-7. They should try to figure out a way to be able to get this stuff off. I mean, like, blaming the truck drivers, uh, they felt this, this outfit felt it was not the way to go. All right. I, I need what? you to put what? it in some perspective. What? So we got this downgrade of growth a little bit from Goldman this yeah. morning. You were talking about costs and we're concerned, yeah. continue to be concerned, of course, about inflation. Okay. We've got supply chain bottlenecks. We have technology stocks that are sort of whipsawing a bit after a bit of a recovery last week. Right. So and what are your thoughts as we head into and this? banks continue to look good. Right. And now the banks are going to get hit. Uh, with earnings, uh, I, I'm just amazed. The banks the are going to get hit with earnings. Well, no, I'm saying they get earnings. There, there oh. was, uh, you know, if you looked at Bank of America, yeah, that's just been a fantastic stock down. And I just, I question whether that's going to necessarily be bad. City is so cheap. Some of the regionals are cheap. So these are 11, 12 times earnings, and then the oil stocks. There was a downgrade, Conoco, today. I don't even think it'll dent the stock. Conoco, Goldman downgrade. You don't think so? No. Fatuous accident. Thatcher was down there. That guy should play in Wembley. Do we stay above 80 for a while, Jim? I, I, yeah, I just don't know where the supply is coming from. And it's not like anyone, you know, look, the, the major oils, Devon, Marathon, Diamondback, Occidental, APA, EOG, Hess, Pioneer Natural, they all, all of those are, are either cutting back or not spending more on exploration. Right. And you need these companies to do more. Now, the thing that we're doing well is we have lots of natural gas. It's just it's locked. It's landlocked in the wrong place. Right. We talk about the, the lack of pipelines to move it from one place to another. Right. We obviously do export some, uh, but it's not the percentages is not an overwhelming percentage. No, I mean, we, it's, it's, we are, thankfully, have a great deal of natural gas, unlike, of course, what our potential shortages really well, in, in, well, uh, in Europe, can... particularly if things get very cold there this winter, well, I, which I, that's the weather. We sure, I remember Shreve Suki, who is a Tellurian now, but he was, but, you know. He was Chenier. He was Chenier. Yeah. And he said, why aren't the Europeans getting free of Gazprom? We could, if they locked us in, they could actually literally separate themselves from Gazprom. Gazprom, by the way, is, is withholding when it wants to withhold. And no one seems to attack the Russians, they say, oh, okay, that's nothing we can do. By the way, always important to point out, $80 oil is pretty beneficial for the Russian economy. It's fantastic for the Create Russians. even more havoc. Right. 
well, the Russians uh, will have some more money, and I, mean, I don't know anyone who's. It's obviously good for the Saudis as well, and, and yes. you know, and Aramco and Aramco pays that great dividend. Yeah, right. Look, a lot of the I'm looking at these oil companies and just saying they're up 80, 90 percent, and no one cares. They just keep buying them. See, they, they were down unnaturally because of that tremendous right. period where and oil to your went to zero. And point you've made many times, they are returning capital to shareholders as oh. opposed to putting more of it in the ground for variable development. Variable dividends. People love um, a variable It's not as though Exxon and Chevron and many of the majors aren't spending a lot. But right. They are, but they're also, by the way, spending a lot on carbon capture. Yes. Which you could argue positively, at least, for that, they have more money to do it with. Yes, I mean, they do. Look, they're I, printing money right now. Look at Chevron. They've got a great yield still. They are putting from, went from $3 billion to $10 billion in ESG. Now, just so we know, they are adamant, as opposed to the J.P. Morgan downgrade, that what they're investing in is going to actually produce a return. I mean, we're talking about renewable natural gas, David. People yep. think that that's going to be good. Yep. Uh, but what's Exxon going to do with that new board? What is your thinking? Cut back, trying to figure it out? Not, not produce more until they actually have figured it out? I don't know. I mean, I think you can expect Exxon's going to be Keep fairly fl- aggressive How in terms of trying to, hit, trying to hit... Uh, targets, but I think they're going to try and also be realistic about it. Wait, well, the people don't have to realize. Um, we always talk about this Engine One, yeah, as being some sort of you know, fluke because they didn't spend a lot of money. But they're not anti-oil. No, they're not. They're not. They're not necessarily. They they want to change. They want change. They want change. Do you think they um, want the CEO gone? I think that that is less likely at this point to to occur. Well, but if they're not going to be more I ESG really, and they're not calling for Darren Woods. Yeah, firing. I think he's got support What exactly on that board. do they want? Well, they've got what they want. They've got their three members on the board. Yeah, like, what is that? They're going to be know, able to agitate. Okay. To, not agitate. They're going to, to be able to work towards like they, more spend, spending more to transform the company. Okay. Spending I think more that's to right. They have the to. I mean, so far, the, it's been such a laggard. It was the largest company in the world in 2013. True. It's true. Jim, uh, back to GDP for one second yeah, sure. before Why we move not? on we'll to Southwest. GDP. I love GDP. Something you don't hear a lot about, and I'm curious as to whether you've it's come up at all, is tax rates. You know, we can't forget the possibility that corporate tax rates are going to go up. Right. And you've got this global minimum tax rate now, 15%. There's some companies true. that benefit enormously from running a lot of stuff through Ireland, for example. I know. Um, I don't know that it, that has found its way into any numbers, no, it's estimates not. for 2022 no, or on. Not at all. This corporate, it's just, it's just all over the map. People just, just accept the fact that Washington is a series of show trials of anybody. So and it everybody. won't actually happen. None no, of it. Right. no. I mean, it's more likely that that Zuckerberg is sanctioned than anything happens. I mean, they don't know what to do with Zuckerberg, by the way. They don't. No, because the FTC wants to break it up. Well, that's so what. He's got 40,000 people in technology. You know, I heard safety. that yesterday. That guy Clegg did. Uh, yeah. Do you think all 40,000, what do they do all day? I don't know what they do. Wow, that's, that's a, a lot of bad people. Post. He said what they spent post. $13 billion, right? He's like more than Twitter's ever well, spent in its lifetime. Oh, Twitter. I mean, you know, I, my I, wife said, don't look. I made, I caught a wide mouth bass. Okay. Caught two of them, actually. I made them for lunch. Okay. And I posted someone, my friend Michelle, eating it. She's a chef. Yes. Oh, I got hit. With hundreds of negative comments about the fact that I made lunch with a white mouth bed. What, what were you not? What, what did you do wrong? My wife said, "Don't don't ask. Don't ask what they were. They're really vile." They were offended that you were eating an a, a a fish. Well, they also just felt that I, some rich person, who like owns an area that you know. It was just Twitter has to get it together. They really do. And Zuckerberg's been on the hot seat. Why don't we put Dorsey on the hot seat? Because they can say anything they want in the mentions column. 
Don't Dorsey read your mentions column, David. Got to find Dorsey before you can put him on the hot seat. Don't read. Um, don't read your. And please don't read your mentions column. The stuff they're saying. About I won't. You. I won't. It's unbelievable. It's it's kind of ugly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's move on to sh- uh, shares of Southwest, which uh, do look like they're going to be down in the pre-market. The airline canceled more than 1,800 flights over the weekend. That's around 28% of its schedule. It cited bad weather, air traffic control issues, and staff shortages. Staff shortages. Now, Southwest is disputing speculation that its high level of cancellations compared to other airlines was due to employee protests of a mandate that they get vaccinated for, uh, for COVID-19. Um, There's saw, something I wrong there. I saw our colleague Andrew Sorkin had a very strong tweet How about bad, this. But then he said also that it could be uh, controversial. He's trying to do what Zuckerberg right. can't do. He said, listen, be careful if you read this. It was kind of a... Okay. So he gave a warning that this, is gonna, warning this that might upset somebody that, that I'm saying people. this. I and mean, then he said I've, that and I, they I took three and a half billion in aid and, you know, I put that, they, I, they can I get won in fantasy and I won in right. reality yesterday, so I stickered that as being... That could be a trigger for the people who There's hate A lot me. of no-go territory in yes. this world. Okay, so it? let's talk about this. This okay. was the premier airline bar none, Right. This is the type of thing you expect from the other airlines. Now, there is a change at the top coming in Southwest, but this is something where I think Gary Kelly should call in and say, listen, listen let me just tell you what's really going on, and we're going to resolve it. This is not going to happen again if you fly Southwest. But that's, this is a new Southwest is what I'm saying. Do you I have concerned. any sense as to whether this is, in fact, due to uh, some sort of a, I speculate, a sick out due to uh, uh, opposition to taking the vaccine? You know, David, or, or I've is learned that... it's ill-advised to speculate without yes. facts. Yes. I mean, it's just kind of what I... You taught me that. I thank I, you, because I, I, I used to not let the facts get in the way of the story. Well, just kidding. Every so often, you still forget no, that. No, yeah. there was a lot of little hyperbole, yeah. like when I said that Trump could win the uh, Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> Thank God that's This been is forgotten. what Gary Kelly had to say. He's encouraging uh, all Southwest employees to get... Uh, to get vaccinated, right. and, you know, you you want job security. That's what you got to do. Um, and there's a look at the cancellations as of uh, just a little over an hour ago. Um, what would you take? Take the train? Where you got there? They have a lot of routes where they don't have a lot of competition. Right. Well, they are a domestic carrier. Right. And as you said, have been the premier carrier in many ways for. I think European travel is coming back. I actually think, I, you know what? No one's talked about this morning. We're going to go front and center. Have you noticed that the Chinese stocks are making a huge comeback? Yeah. And I is have. that because they over. Did they overstretch? Did they. I'm, I'm hearing there's this been some favorable. I was Eunice was reporting this morning on May 1. There has been some favorable rulings, or perhaps a fine was not quite I as bad as it had been far. anticipated. And they realized, look, we got um, this coal problem. We have shutdown of energy. Well, they've also got a real estate issue, which is very enormous. big real estate issue. Uh, Journal had a very good story this morning, sort of really encompassed some of the numbers, Jim, when it comes to the real estate industry in China are staggering. Well, it's what they Five invested. trillion in debt related to it's real what estate. they invested in, because that's what you could do. You could buy an apartment. Yeah. I, it's it's bad. But, you know, we get Kyle Bass on, and he'll tell you uh, it's real bad. Yeah. He'll, now, he'll between tell you the wide mouth bass that I caught that people are angry about and Kyle Bass, we could have a bass revolution. <laughs> I don't like those. Bass revolution. Bass revolution. This haircut's way too short. It is? Does it come back? Yeah. Does your hair grow back? I don't know. That was a simple yes. Yeah, no, I think it looks okay. You're cheating a win for sure. I feel like the I feel like the coach of the Detroit Lions. I feel like crying when I see it. Coming up, we're going to talk about changes at the top of KKR. Co-founders Henry Kravis and George Roberts are stepping down as co-CEOs. We'll give you those details in just a minute. The spirit of performance defines Acura, and now it's electric. 
Introducing the all-electric ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. While what powers their cars may change, the energy that makes Acura never will. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system and up to 313-mile range on a single charge and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is everything they said electric could never be. It was built with the driver in mind, just like Acura has been doing since the beginning. We could talk all day, but the only way to experience this electric performance is to drive it yourself. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big-picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Welcome back. Take a look at shares of KKR. Um, important news this morning, certainly in terms of my career, when I think about covering private equity, Jim, and I, you think about the beginnings of this right. industry, the first name that comes to mind is, is Henry Kravis. Right. There's pretty much no doubt about that, of course, uh, in the book, Barbarians at the Gate, of course, uh, uh, takeover of RJR. But, um, you know, these firms have changed dramatically. Uh, and uh, even over the last five years, so many of the names that we know well, say private equity really doesn't define anywhere near what they do. No. Certainly not the case for Blackstone, which we oh talk about God, now. They're, they're a giant alternative asset management right. in so many different areas. Right. And KKR, too, very active in the capital markets in so many ways. This change has been anticipated for some time. Maybe some people looking at the immediacy of it because there's no transition. It's happening today. Right. Um, two new co-CEOs, but, you know, again, their shareholder base has been ready for it. Scott Nuttall and Joe Biden taking over. Um, and Have you ever heard a bad word about Henry Krebs? No, Henry is a complete and total gentleman, always gentleman. has been with me. You know, when you, the when you see him, him it's so time, excited because yeah. he always has a good word. He's a cheerful person, very, very smart. Yes. And just you know, the good face of capitalism, I think. I don't know. I mean, maybe I've been. Woo, that might be going a little far. I don't really? Know. Well, I, don't know. I mean, some people would talk about private equity. And that's, that's a debate for another day. But I think take a look at the stocks. I mean, because when you look at KKR, you look at Blackstone, or you look at, and again, many of them are different, but you see CG there, Carlisle, Apollo, which is much more an insurance company now. Right. Aries far smaller, but put it up there nonetheless. Uh, again, alternative assets, obviously very important in, the, in terms of debt financing markets and things of that nature. Um, there's been a lot of value created recently. A lot of them have become C-Corps. Now, importantly, by the way, nothing I'm told to the immediacy here. You know, they're 78 and 79. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's, they don't look it's at getting it. on. No, they're, 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 they're still incredibly active. I've actually never met um, 
George. Roberts. Robert, I don't no, know Roberts. Never He's met. like a shadow, that guy. Well, yeah. The shadow knows. I mean, I know. They're cousins, by the way, first cousins. Are they? But again, this is uh, other than oh, other than Schwartzman now, I think we've got new leadership pretty much across the board. I mean, Carlisle, uh, Rubenstein, and those guys are no longer right. It's it's Kusan Lee. Uh, you've got uh, um, you got Rowan now at Apollo. Leon Black has right. stepped down. And that's what um, we're not sure about. Obviously, John Gray runs Blackstone in many ways as well, but Schwartzman's CEO. Right. Uh, but other than that now, it's all the new new generation. These are not necessarily it new happened. guys. It happened. Yeah. Uh, there's a and they've institutionalized uh, themselves in many ways. And by the way, to that note, it's taken them quite a while, but they are going to get to one share, one vote at KKR. Uh, which will finally, but not till the end of 26. But what a stock. Not quite I mean, sure on, why they're taking so long. Apollo's going to be there very soon when if they're not already. Real, a great deal. It's like, it reminds me of Sternlich and, and, and Starwood. I mean, just buy it. These guys made it. They just, they just do it right. Yeah. Uh, well, there was right. some frustration for some period of time there. And again, when a lot of them became C-Corps, and that's been right. very helpful. Uh, can I just still, mention? It's a moment. Can you I know? just mention? We want to wish uh, Brian Goldner's family the best. Of luck. Brian Goldner, the CEO Who's of Hasbro, Hasbro. Uh, stepping down. Right. Who is a great man and has done so for much health for, reasons. But yes, for health reasons. But I know everyone knows the stock. Can I just say for charity? Okay. So let's hope. Yeah, we'll take okay. a look at. Uh, yeah, we we certainly wish him the best, okay. without a doubt. Uh, and there's a look at KKR. All right, up next, Jim's going to give us a mad dash. Of course, we're going to count you down to an opening bell that's about eight minutes away. On this Monday, Columbus Day, remember, bond market closed, but stock market's open. Back to this. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Two and a half minutes before we get started with trading here at the New York Stock Exchange. we got time to squeeze in a mad dash. I don't think people uh, give enough credit to Kevin Johnson at Starbucks. He's doing amazing things. Uh, recommendation today by uh, upgraded to buy at Deutsche Bank. Also uh, a reinstatement coverage with a buy at Bank of America. They all make him in a sense, which is that it's actually, while it's not cheap, it is trading below where it should be. David, cold brewed. Cold brewed. Cold brewed. Cold brewed. So you have this day part, two to four, really rather remarkable. That's when everybody's sort of feeling they need a little pick-me-up. Exactly right. So you go out and you get your cold yeah. brew. So I was at, an, at one at 86 and Lex. Okay. And there were people handing out Krispy Kreme flyers in the Starbucks. And they, was, they were kind of flummoxed because they're such nice people. Uh, I forgot my bag there. I went back. They had my bag. But just put it this way. Starbucks, don't, everyone thinks that any concerns about China are overblown. Why? Why should I not because have concerns they, about China? Oh, okay, so Kevin is continuing uh, Howard Schultz's policy of, of uh, showing reverence to the whole families of the associates, not just the associates. And when they go there, they are very uh, conscious of the fact that the people, uh, it's a root up to be able to do well. But they, they, I don't want to say they play by the communist rules, so to speak, but it has been a very good relationship. And I think the main thing in these notes is you focus on America, that America is really the, uh, by the way, the rewards program is doing better. Uh, the, two, the two make lines, so you're no longer cutting. Mm-hmm. I think that matters. And I, David, I had a triple vent that cappuccino with skim wet that was this 
it was like for me. It was. Yeah. Well, I will say that's been your drink for a long time. I, uh, yes, but they don't so. all know. It's called the Kramer, but isn't like Kevin Johnson put out a memo saying when you see Kramer, give him the Kramer. Because that would be the K-R-A-M-E-R Kramer. All right, we're going to keep an eye on shares of, uh, of Starbucks this morning. Of course, you hear the applause building here. Uh, at the New York Stock Exchange on this holiday. number of people not working today. Yep. By the way, doesn't mean, I mean, a lot of people not in the office, but oh, that's, just, that's just typical. Yes. More on that in a moment. The opening bell. Here's the big board, uh, ESF. Maker of long duration batteries. Yup, it listed via SPAC. As so many of those companies have. Long duration batteries? Over at the NASDAQ, Baldwin Risk Partners, that's an insurance distribution firm that has recent IPO. I know you're very excited about the battery for your phone. Well, I mean, I was able to take, I was able to record most of the Eagles, Panthers, fourth quarter which was the salvation for me. Congratulations to Howie Roseman, to Nick Sirianni. That was quite a win. Uh, the, David, the Eagles won that game? Yeah, they won. David, uh, wow. just the Jets did play in Wembley. I just want to point that out. Oh, I don't think thank I can you for pointing out. You don't need to. No. We're yeah. one in four. At least we, we won oh, one. Okay, I'm going to give you the star of the day. Tell me. And I told you about this company. You remember the Annihilator? No. The Annihilator is the drink that I had when I used to visit my daughter in Oregon, the Dutch Pro. Dutch Pro Kiosk. People are talking about this thing. This is almost universally loved this morning. By the way, they cold brewed. And the Annihilators, it's, I I felt, you know, I asked, I said, what is this good for? She goes, you can pull two all-nighters. Really? Yeah. So you just went from talking about Starbucks to now talking about another company. Well, the reason I say this is I'm doing a comparison on Mad Money. I'm going to compare Dutch Pro to Starbucks and which one should be owned. I like to do these things. I used to own Starbucks for my travel trust, had a huge home run. I bought it during that day. Remember that day in March where there was, someone came on and talked about all hell's breaking loose? Yeah. The stock, the stock had a uh, revert, one of those markets where it was the guys trying to sell it at 51, people buying at 53. And we caught a double. I said, I'm not, I don't want to be greedy. I mean, one company's got a $7 billion market value. The other company has a $132 billion market yeah, value. Yeah, but Dutch Bro is a kiosk, so they can put them up anywhere. Anywhere. And that's right. why people are talking about, that could, Blair says, it could have 20x growth. Is the differentiation the kiosk or is it the coffee? Which is actually, well, because if they got a kiosk and the terrible coffee, well, it doesn't mean I want like to stop when you the pull kiosk. Up at, like a, a, at a gas station where you pump it yourself yeah. and it has pre-93. You know, 93 octane? Yeah. You're pressing 93 octane with that, buddy. All right. David, I'm what? tired what? of, what? What are of you tech just having this drip, drip, drip. All right. You want to talk about something that has been dripping? Look at our parent company shares. It's not a drip. They've just been dropping. Do you have any comments Get rid of the eye. It? It's drop, not you drip. Any, you have any comments about it? Yeah, I do. There's an, uh, another uh, note this morning. On Friday, it, it was uh, downgraded to Charter by Wells Fargo that just crushed Charter and Comcast. Yeah. And then nobody even cares about Altice, which why would they sound 52%. They should change that name. It sounds Ugh. like a fashion But uh, today, Raymond James, Jim, comes out and says, first, between now and the year end 25, the telcos are set to make significant change to the communications landscape that is set to shift the balance of power that has favored the cable companies for the last 20 years. Oh. The shift comes as the telcos are making slow, steady investments in fiber to overbuild their legacy copper networks. 
and they are poised to effectively double their current fiber passing. Will you give this me a is, break? by the way, Will you give AT&T. me a break? This is AT&T. No, I mean, AT&T. Barclays has a very good Jim, the new AT&T, or when they oh, become the new, the new AT&T. AT&T. By the way, I'm Barclays says, my clothes sooner than people think. Barclays says they're spending a lot of money on is fiber. still not attractive. What's interesting is the yield is getting compelling. You're just but do you know why it's getting compelling? Why do you think the yield's getting compelling? Because it keeps going down. Bingo. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you are, you're the man. You're, you're well, David, one day, I, man, I don't like stocks day. to go down. I, I, I prefer stocks to go down. still don't higher. like AT&T, even here? It's too early. Even with all these analysts talking about the fact that there's this overbuild coming the, where they're going to actually you know, start whole, winning business? You know, Congress has a thing called broadband, and it's on fire. Fiber is good broadband, ads, by, by the way. way. Yeah. Good, good ads. Yeah. And I just think that to, to say it's a, it's a straw man. And these guys are piling on. They, they are. can't now, get to Zuckerberg, so they attack maybe us. Maybe so. Ray James also talking about the regulatory environment, saying they do expect uh, Title II to be restored in I some know, form was... of price regulation. So I think my point it's here is, pile though, on, David. is day two of analysts coming out and saying uh, some things. And there's a lot of market cap that's been lost in the last I think trading sessions. Talk about not Europe. Even. Europe's not. It was a good idea. What about Europe? I, I thought Europe was good. It worked out. European sports buy. Oh, you're talking about Comcast yes. again. Got it. David, people are buying up rugby teams. They think it's going to be the next soccer, football. Put together rugby syndicate mm-hmm. because we can get uh, like a fifth tier team in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Should we do it? It's better than betting on mainstay. Yeah, it sure Six was. Bit better than mainstay. Jim told us all mainstay is a lock. Came in last. That's last. We uh, don't have to dwell on it. But no, I we don't. So we'll move on. Um, Mainstay's still running, actually. You saw Merck uh, is uh, submitting for emergency use authorization. Molnupiravir. Dr. Gottlieb seems Merck, very positive. Merck and, and Ridgeback. Actually, you mentioned the great Dr. Gottlieb. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about that submission for emergency use authorization. I would suspect that this is going to be um, perhaps a two-month review. I don't think it's going to be quite as fast as we've seen some of these vaccine authorizations. And so figuring that it takes a CEDAR about two months to get to an emergency use authorization, which I think is an optimistic scenario, you could potentially have this on the market before the end of the year. Merck does have the available supply. They're going to be ready to ship it as soon as it gets authorized. Merck shares are are up a bit, but of course they have had a very nice run into positive territory for the year on the strength of uh, hopes for Molnupiravir. Well, look, I... Obviously, we had the couple terrific people, Holmans, that yes, were on. Yes. And I felt, uh, let's just say, this is just one more reason why I think that fighting and not being involved in what they're doing medically to beat this, it was awful when you read that Facebook that the huge amount of huge amount of commentary that is negative about vaccines. Right. Uh, all these different innovations are coming. They're all rather amazing, and they're putting people to work. But, David, we're still trying to find where the people are that vanished from work. I've been working a lot on that. You're talking about Friday's number, essentially, Friday's the number. participation rate going Friday's down. By the way, we did look at Moderna joint. shares, which have just gotten shellacked. Oh, my. Still a, an incredible move during the course of the year. Still almost still 200%, bang, but, but it is down sharply from the ties and picked up a lot of steam to the downside once we heard about the Merck yeah. drug and the success it had in phase three trials. What are you hearing about J&J? Nothing. What are you hearing about okay, J&J? Okay, I think J&J, which reports uh, next week, is actually doing pretty well. It's okay. actually doing well. And I think the way you have to look at J&J is that is going to be the one that has come down enough that I feel good about. Okay. I feel good about it. You, you can buy it. Right. Um, 
Emerson does a deal that's... Hard to understand. Yeah, it's a difficult deal to fully grasp uh, in terms of the complexity of it. It involves Aspen Technologies. Um, Essentially, they're taking control of Aspen. They're contributing some of their businesses, combining them with Aspen. And it's costing them six bill. Well, really what it is is 87 a share in cash, 0.42 shares of what will be the new co. And they right. are, as I said, putting in six bill um, as well. Then why, do they, why do people not like the, is, is this some sort of technical thing that the stock's down? Or is it because they're, pen, they're doing that 0.42 share so the people are trying to lock it in some sort I think of there's, I mean, Aspen, yeah. All those may be true, Jim. It also may be people just trying to fully grasp exactly what, get on the what it means. Barche it's, being the, it's, man, uh, the man to see at Paul Weiss. It's uh, complicated. But again, it is so complicated. But I have one tonight, Ad, David. From, I got to do I got to really figure out. You got out the CEO it. on tonight. Yes. Yeah, so could you please send me some the questions? The CEO still. Yes. Could you send me some questions about yes, how to I'll analyze send, this? I'll send you some questions. This is how David works. We're, we're, yeah. we're a team. We are a team. We are. I said, yeah. I'd help him. And, I help you. No, you do. I, 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 I said your conference work was amazing. Uh, yes, and you told me to bet that horse in the first race on Saturday. That was that was the sixth race. Oh, sorry. And I did not bet. Wow. Yeah, there, they, there's a new CEO of, uh, of Emerson who'd be joining Jim on Matt to discuss in part this transaction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can't wait because this is Emerson trying to make itself look a little more like Honeywell, I think. Remember, Honeywell, Darius Damchek has reinvented that company, even though aerospace is not doing that well. Boom. Yep. Hey, by the way, Raytheon is moving up. Raytheon Technologies? Is it? Yeah. Greg Hayes. Oh, man, Greg Hayes. No, but that combination turned out to be a good one, less dependent on Boeing and um, air travel. None of Raytheon's them, been a win. get anybody to come into the really? office. That's what I keep hearing. It's just no one wants to go to the no. office. No, no one. I, uh, it, it just never ends. These, Us these lunches or three couples. I have with people uh, with, going who run couple. firms where they're actually mandating. I was with the CEO of one. He's like, we got five days a week, and it was Friday. Yeah. And he said, and they, I clearly have no power here anymore because 15% of the staff said no. I, I, uh, everybody. We have now. I mean, there's no doubt. Other than us, there. Everything is. I mean, Fridays is Look, no go. I got in. Nobody I got in just New York City. Well, it's Columbus Day, but let's put it this way: Fridays. Friday. We're France. We're we're gonna, we don't work on Fridays. I think we're going to, yeah, maybe it'll even mandate a oh, four-day like, work week. I well, mean, see, who because knows? we're on Zoom in one of those things, and it's a Hollywood Squares box. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're there, and you're, you know, I think you're reading the novel, right? They're reading a, the new novel. They're reading the new Stephen so, King book. It's, but they've given up. I mean, again, they, they're... But now, David, listen, if this guy's getting people in four days a week, that's probably a victory. That's a so. big house. Well, you know, we, we have to talk to James Gorman because Gorman is someone who likes people working. Well, Gorman and Solomon and, by the way, Solomon Blackstone, favors people working. they all want people in five days a week, but I think they're losing the battle on Fridays. That's what I'm picking up. You know, at oil companies, um, they only have to work like two days a week, and it's fine. H. Wanted to come back to HTA, this uh, stock. I talked a bit about it. Yeah, that's an Elliott deal. Yeah, I talked a bit about it on uh, Friday, but Elliott put out a very long Health Health, uh, Care Trust of America. That's what we're talking about here. Now, the CEO. Um, They're one of the largest investors. They they say basically what we told you they're going to say, which is. Sell yourself. That thing Cost has been undervalued for ages. I totally get plenty of get companies them. out there in REITs who'd want to buy you. Long-term uh, underperformance below NAV. You don't have a CEO, but they spent a lot of pages to do it. Do they want it to be bought by, by uh, Ventas? Because no, not, you know, they're doing medical That was not buildings. one of the names that I had, No, actually. who you have? Do you have the list? This is behind-the-scenes, people. This is what we do. Um, Blackstone, Starwood, Health Peak, Well Tower. 
Jonathan Gray, let's get Jonathan. Well, no, I, that, you know, it's one idea, yeah. I think that Ventas is a logical, ma- uh, Ventas has Ventas a very was big... not on the list I had from uh, Friday. Really? Yeah, okay. but those shares were right, up again. Way. All right, forget that one. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, this piece about Target and Walmart, fourth, fourth right. quarter top picks? Yeah. Walmart has been... Um, Suboptimal. You don't right. like Walmart. No, I do. My Chapel Trust owns it. Oh, but you've been unhappy with I, I'm not. Well, I just think that I, I, there are a lot of creative approaches they could take. If they, say, merge with GoodRx, their partners, GoodRx, they could be able to give away, at the same price they do generics, they could sell uh, branded to people who are Walmart Plus. And I think they should do this. So okay? this is one of your ideas that you well, tell look, I, them and then they don't listen to you I and you get upset Apple about it? I forever to break out the service revenue. Yes. Then one day they said, hey, Jim, you know what? We're going to give it to you. Okay. Well, I mean... Huh? Not bad. Now I'm pushing them to say I want a lifetime value of a subscriber. If you have, if you have a 96% customer service love and 99% people always use it, then you can figure out what it's worth because we have all these different fees that we pay. I don't know. They, they 3.30 a.m. Now this Epic decision, they're appealing Epic. Epic We've moved on to Apple, by the way, just in case. So, and by the way, I've, I've made movies. Us. There's an unbelievable yeah. ad. About you can make movies on this? Yes. I have been making movies on this. And it, yes, I did. Of my catching my wide mouth bass. Oh, right. You know, David, this is it. This 13. Now, there's three different pieces about whether it's doing well or whether it's doing poorly because we can't figure out, they can't figure out supply chain. And they say, well, listen, the wait is really long, but is that because of supply chain, David? I'm can getting I, tired I, of that being the catch-all. If I turn in a 7, will Verizon give me a 13 with something for... Well, I'm sure they will. Give me a good deal. Well, you have to get the right people calling you. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you have a phone and no one good calls you. Right. Let's get Adam Aaron on. I need something on Bond right now. So this is what you do. You text. All right, you and do that. You get an Adam Aaron. I want Adam Aaron. This, buddy on there. Daniel Craig, apparently, you know, this is it. I know. It's, I know. And one of, you know, he and Rachel Weisz. Okay, can we'll I just talk, say? We'll, we'll talk about Real that. people. What? Who's real people? The real people. Rachel Weisz and Daniel Craig, they're like regular people. Oh, they're, oh, okay. No, I mean like they're. You really like them, don't you? I, absolutely. Yeah, hey, Bob. Let's do more on that next block. I don't know if you know Rachel Weisz or, uh, or Daniel Craig, Bob She's Bassani. terrific mother. But, you know, who knows? But I, no. bet he's a, I bet you're a Bond fan, though. I saw the new James Bond movie at Grauman's Chinese Theater in L.A. Oh over my. the weekend. Let Wait. me tell you, it's an earth-shattering experience to see it on a screen, <laughs> that historic screen at Grauman's Chinese in Los Angeles. Earth-shattering to see it with the Dolby sound. There's nothing like seeing it in a real movie theater. It was a great movie, uh, by the way, David. Good to be back, by wow. the way. Um, we are seeing a little bit of, uh, let's call it, uh, inflation-induced anxiety around commodities today. Uh, so. Oil's up. You see the big move up we've had in oil. Uh, oil stocks are at new highs right now. Uh, financials are doing very well at the moment. We've got seven-year highs in oils, near 13-year highs uh, in natural gas. So a little concerned about that, but it's certainly helping a small sector of the uh, markets like energy. Consumer staples up. Tech is holding up pretty well considering the rise in interest rates that we've had. Earnings coming up. I'll have more to say of that in the next couple of days here. But take a look at the, some of the sectors at new highs. Uh, Banks doing well, uh, sitting near 52-week highs. Uh, we've seen Fifth Third, 
these are new highs, folks, multi-year new highs. Fifth Third, that's right near the highest level since 2007. We're talking about before what happened uh, with the great financial crisis here. So some of these banks are really having big moves up, even some of the financials, uh, other financials like Prudential doing really well at 52-week highs. You know about energy, Conoco got the downgrade over at Goldman on valuation. That's not stopping anybody. We've got new highs all over the place. Apache, Hess, Occidental, uh, uh, Devon, uh, One Oak, the big natural gas company's been hitting it out of the park in the last few weeks. So this is a small 3% sector that's finally making a bit of a comeback. But remember, it's still only 3% of the S&P 500. Uh, there is uh, earnings starting Wednesday. And my heavens, is there a lot of pessimism around earnings season starting? Obviously, we've got a lot of supply chain issues. This is being offset by the fact that demand is really strong, but supply is problematic. So the poster child for all of this is Nike. Everybody is saying, uh-oh, is Nike going to be sort of what everybody's going to be the model for? Nike said demand, really great. Supply, really a problem. 40% from Vietnam, we're having problems there. They've had shutdowns around COVID. Indonesia, the same situation. The hope is that'll get up running fairly soon, but it's not happening. It doesn't look like it's happening. But as you can see, they're very reluctant to punish Nike because demand is so strong. So this is the problem. How do you model this? How do you figure this out? We've never seen anything like this. It's very difficult to get the supply chain issue right to correspond with the demand side of the equation. I think that's the big problem that the markets are having right now. So remember, normally this is sort of a mid-cycle thing. We get earnings sort of peaking out, P.E. ratios sort of start coming down, and they have started coming down. And earnings start flattening out. And that's what we're seeing here today. Now, look, we're going into the third quarter earnings. Here's something that's a little weird. We're in the middle of a global recovery. Third quarter earnings are actually the estimates, the dollar estimates, they're lower than the second quarter. That's a little strange, folks, when we're in the middle of a global economic recovery. The analysts are again being very, very conservative. And the hope here, the bull hope, is they're going to be wrong again. And the one thing that's got everybody holding back is the supply chain. We don't know how to model it. We can't figure it out. Is Nike going to be the model here, or are we not going to have this? Are they going to be a bit of an anomaly? That's the problem that we've been having. Now, the big issue, of course, is if you take a look at where the stock market is, it's been holding up very well. We're only 3.5% off of a new 52-week high for the S&P 500. And if you look at the major sectors, we got oil at a new high, we got energy at a new high, we got financials at new highs right now, on multi-year highs, as I mentioned in some of the, the case of some of these super regional banks like Fifth Third, PNC, U.S. Bank Corp, multi-year highs in those cases. Consumer discretionary is only 2% off, industrial, so you see a lot of this is value sectors uh, like energy, financial and industrials. And technology and parts of the consumer discretionary that are growth, all right, they're down. But, you know, you're talking four, four and a half percent off a new high on technology. So bottom line here is the market is still giving everyone the benefit of a doubt. The COVID, uh, the, the whole issue with the supply chain is the big, big wild card that nobody can quite model. And we're going to see, David, very choppy October until we get through, I don't know, two thirds of the earnings reports and we sort of figured things out. So just expect a little more volatility. Highly recommend that James Bond movie. David. <laughs> okay. You know? I have yet to catch it. I look forward to it. I might, as you say, Bob, even see it in a movie theater. It'd be the first time in a long time. Yeah, me too. Good to have Bob back. Bob Pisani, thank you. Thank After you. being delayed, by the way, as jo- uh, uh, Bob just said, for more than a year due to the pandemic, that latest James Bond film did debut in movie theaters over the weekend. No Time to Die. It grossed $56 million domestically. It did grab the top spot. But just shy of uh, what had been expectations, the film did surpass him 300 million 
globally. Yeah, it did really well in Europe. I often find that these expectations are set by people who really should find another career. I mean, expectation, what are they do? Like, wow, what's, what, what kind of job is that? It's like milk Kuiper? It's like a milk Kuiper for this? By the way, don't forget Amazon's going to be the home for a bond from here on in, right? They're, well, if they're successful in acquiring MGM, which you'd, you'd assume they will be, but they are facing but perhaps a bit more hard. antitrust scrutiny than one might have anticipated actually, for a deal that has I, I, little if no overlaps whatsoever. I have Amazon Web Services on later this week. Yeah. The company. The you have Amazon Web Services the div- on. The division. Yes. Well, I have them on. I have them on. Okay. That's great. Well, no, that's a really good booking. It is a really good booking. My team worked really hard. I bet they did. They they worked. It was really hard. I'm looking forward to you having them on. Thank you for that. Who runs Amazon Web Services now? Because Andy Jassy, of course, is the CEO of the company. I think Slipsy, right? He came back. Right, right, right. He came from from Benioff. Yeah. I'm glad we mentioned Benioff because we don't like to let a show go by without mentioning his name. You know, he had such good things to say about you this weekend. I need you to stop. He likes your skepticism we're, about Facebook. We're in a good place. He likes your skepticism. You're a skeptic. As is he. I would call him a skeptic. Yeah, well, Roger McNamee got the, the uh, front page story there, too, on Time Magazine. Yeah, well, that's... About yeah. Facebook. But he does not influence the company. He owns Time Magazine. He, he owns Time Magazine. But he doesn't, he doesn't influence the cover. up covers. It's not like Henry Luce. He's not Henry Luce. Remember when Time Magazine was the biggest name in media? I worked for Time Magazine. How we forget how much things have changed the power, in our yeah. lifetimes or the even power. in the last? We you have, have the power? Go. If I, if oh, I were working for we Time Magazine, someone said to go. I want to talk about the history of media. Time, for Walter Time bought Warner, forgot. Now it's owned by Benioff. You, you engineered that deal is what they By the way, they started HBO, too. People forget that. All right. You can get in on the new CNBC Investing Club. This is what we had to make time for, this. With you. Sign up. Find out more. CNBC.com slash investing club or just point your phone at the QR code on the screen. It will take you right there. Why don't you an investing squad? Nobody wants to hear what I have to say about any of this. So Investing platoon. You've got like a million people already in that thing. Walk on the street. It's going to be right back. All right, just time for a quick yep. goodbye here. I was going to talk about Henry, Mad. which, by the way, is high earner, not rich yet. So far, today recommendation, but I've got Emerson and I've got Plug Power. By the way, Plug Power very controversial because that's hydrogen energy, and people are unsure about hydrogen energy. What a great show! Yeah. Okay. Did you enjoy yourself? I, well, that's not the point. No, it isn't. Enjoy myself. Is it a play date? <laughs> Did you enjoy Davey? Yeah, Jimmy had a good time. I'll see you right back here tomorrow. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager.